So we're coming towards the transition from uh, group practice into another mode. But realize, of course, in the mind there's no real transition. Well, the major transition is just to uh, stop suffering. hanging on and uh, building up stress and suffering. You know, major transition, this is called the transition to, uh, to the stream of Dhamma, change of lineage. And of course you can't set a time or a date on that. And I think it's a graduated process where you get you know, right, moments of it, flashes of it, and then then it gets stuck again, then hanging on again, then breakthroughs, and then, you know, to really, you know, get across into uh, uh, more fruitful territory. Mm. Well, basically, it's important to, certainly to come through a teaching session without uh, mentioning the Four Noble Truths. is uh, can't really conclude teaching without talking about the Four Noble Truths. Well, that's the, that's the realisation. That's the transition. And it's a differentiation between dukkha, or unsatisfactoriness, discomfort, pain, discord, things not being good, uh, as, a, as a characteristic, just natural phenomenon in this sensory you know conditioned existence bodily pain you know, uh, experience the results of unpleasant actions that you've done or been done to you discomfort emotional estrangement you know, energetic collapses uh, health coming and going, things where really one doesn't have much say over. It's the sabhava, dukkha of existing. Mm. To distinguish between that and the suffering that gets concocted by getting stuck in it, by uh, identifying with it. Is the is the term? Of course, it's not just the it's not conscious action. It's the it's a natural view and reflex. What's ever happening is happening to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be experiencing it. Whatever's happening is happening to me, and that's not quite correct. It's arising in in consciousness. Chit is being affected by it, resonating with it. And it could also, chitta, the heart, the awareness could transition to another mode whereby it wasn't happening to me. Uh, it's not just the linguistic switch. But it's a big switch, a big, big turn.
And it's certainly not just something you can glibly use as a slogan, you know. Or you may, you know, use a slogan to remind yourself, but actually the transition is a real shift of of the center of your awareness. Because put it that way. Like it's raining outside, but I'm not standing in the rain. But it is raining, but I'm not standing out in the rain. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And there's a difference between dukkha as the fact that it's raining and cold, and dukkha as I'm getting soaked <laughs> and freezing. Mm. Uh, and so that possible shift. Mm. Of course, it does mean that one's view has to turn to recognize actually human life isn't really that good. It's not ideal. I mean, you know, you wonder how you can ever think it could be when you look at human history. (laughs) And, uh, you know and conflicts, violence, and then famines, and plagues, and illness, and mental disease, and corruptions, and political dysfunctions, and you know, where did this dream come from? You know, a cheerful, happy person with perfect health, happily married, wonderful kids, good job, positive. <laughs> Disneyland, you know. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a powerful dream. Uh, it doesn't want to grace disservice, you know, to think you've got to be cheerful and happy and bright and positive. Even, yeah, I mean, the Thai expression the Thai agents use is like, poor you die, means I can, I can live with it. Or poor Tong die, I can bear it. <laughs> with a smile. <laughs> And uh, looking, you know, yeah. yeah, that's quite that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> because of course, you know, average person just keeps shifting, moving around to, it's like fidgeting in an uncomfortable seat, so you don't feel the discomfort. You kind of fidget, twitch around, and switch something on, or go somewhere, or. You know, get out of this seat. And you, you know, we actually do this kind of thing. You know, you're here, that's it. And you make that decision, even if it's just one week, you know, that's it. Three months, that's it. Be with it. Yeah. That's that's the that's the payment for penetrating the noble truths. <laughs> that's what you have to pay. And sooner or later you get the things that oh no. Why am I doing this? I shouldn't feel this way. 
and you're starting to get into that that friction point. This is where realization can occur. You know, it's not a comfortable truth to recognize realization happens to the point of dukkha. And um, it also must really emphasize that, you know, a lot of that practice just building up the resources to be able to be at that place. So you can actually fruitfully, you know, meet that. So actually the Four Noble Truths generally wasn't the thing that the Buddha taught people first. You may find that strange because there is in the you know, in Buddhist history or Buddhist account, chronicle, you know, first teaching the Buddha the Four Noble Truths. But remember these people had been doing all kinds of practices for many years and he still didn't present it first of all. He said the first thing he said is things you should avoid. You know, indulgence and mortification. Mm. So one is actually getting fascinated and seeking your welfare in sense pleasure. You can be liberated or free from stress in that. And the other is through nihilism. You could annihilate or nullify or numb out or whatever you do, mortify the conditioned reality of embodiment and that will get you out. And so with that, so you avoid those two and then he says there's a noble path. So the first thing he taught actually was what not to do and then the path. You know, to these first five disciples. And they were the only ones he thought looks like he could have done enough to do this. Most people, he said, I don't think people are going to get this. And first of all, he thought his former teachers, yeah, they'd done a lot of practice, maybe they could get it, they were dead. Oh dear. Well, who else could possibly get this? Okay, those people I used to practice with, yeah, they were a bit, but they probably got done enough. I'll go and teach them. And uh, so the first five, the sixth, was Yasa, and the Buddha didn't teach him that. He said, first of all, you know, call this graduated teaching. Mm. It's starting with things like uh, morality, Generosity, morality, things you already do that you know, you trust. And recognizing the benefits, the values of virtue. You, you take that not just legalistically, but a general, you know, in sense of integrity and conscience and concern and feeling, you know, you respect others and you don't want to don't do them harm. Really deepening into that. Because then you're actually beginning to enter into the realm of citta, where your faith does arise. Yeah, this I do. Yeah, yeah, I want to stand for this. This is right. 
your jitta then comes forth, you know, the heart, the awareness. It isn't just a matter of belief, it's uh, something that lights you up. You think, yes, that's true. And then with this you begin to recognize, why is it that most people don't, even though everybody would agree with this, even, you know, dictators <laughs> talk about doing things for the right and proper, to protect people and so forth. Uh, but still people lose it because of what? The sensual pleasure, greed, gratification, holding on, territory, mine. You see the danger of that. Therefore renunciation. You begin to flex that muscle, you could say, of the heart. Uh, you can let go of something you rather enjoy. Thinking, I, I can get above this. Yeah, I don't want to just be holding on to this. So this fundamental release, letting go. And there's letting go that's conscious. Uh, letting go of unskillful deeds. I don't withdraw from that. Then letting go of things that are okay, but maybe they're not going to get you very far. You know, you've done your sensory thing. And where did that go? Uh, enough. Nibida. And you look around at the insatiable nature of sense desire. You always got to have some more. So something sort of disillusionment, disenchantment. You cultivate that. Then you begin to open up this particular pathway of letting go through things you can actually let go of, and you develop that. But it's not to the point of asceticism. It's just the sense of something relaxes and releases rather than something that's cruel and destructive. And you're keeping with that. What can you really look at and think, yeah, this isn't going very far. It doesn't take me where I want to go. Follow it for a while? No, it doesn't take me where I want to go. I'm not being righteous about it. Other people can do that. That's fine. For me, no, that enough. Withdraw. And so that's a, you know, you still, in a way, you ask that question in your jitter, you see you've lost the interest in the parties or the whatever, you know, the shopping, the consuming, the entertainments. No, you're just not there with it. And you just slides back. Tell the truth. It's over. This is definitely a realisation. And it comes, first of all, like, you know, a conscious decision, then something, actually witnessing something in yourself, no longer interested. And then you just follow through on that. So then you're ready. The, the, if you like, if the chit has lit up, it's begun to speak the truth. And you listen, and then you begin to be able to undertake path of Four Noble Truths. Hmm. 
and this was the sixth disciple, Yasa. That's what the Buddha taught him, and he cultivated and also realized liberation. And you see, when we look actually in the scriptures, the enormous amount of it is about building up these um, skills of uh, integrity, loving kindness, clarity of mind, calming, so you can actually, you know, really clear the ground for the, to probe for the chitta to speak, for the heart to speak deeply from its depth. You know? That's the piece you can't, you can't really tell someone else to do it. You know, you, know, you can teach integrity and you can teach this and you, but all, all the time it's really just encouraging and saying, what about this? How does that feel? And wouldn't it be better if this? And couldn't we get along better without that? And it's kind of encouraging the person to make their own choices. Mm. And then, so that's the way we learn. So building up some of these resources, such as stability and calming, loving kindness and clarity, and then finding you take a stand and you develop and you take a stand on where your faith arises and where your spiritual strengths come together. And that's where you say so this is your food. Mm. Food is ripe, then you can meet the dukkha of existence. Which... When we look at it, you know, the Buddha, when he taught the Four Noble Truths, or the First Noble Truth, and so this is very, what struck me about it when I first heard it was, you know, separation what you like is dukkha, association with what you dislike is dukkha, and not being able to get what you, you wish for, that's dukkha. Oh, those three statements, oh my goodness. Well, that just about sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> just three statements but somehow that really resonated with me very deeply because I can't see a way out of that I can't see how those conditions are going to change I'm always going to be something I dislike I'm always going to lose something I like and it will always be the case that I'm not going to get what I want he's told the truth he told the truth somebody told the truth he didn't say, work hard, son, you get a living, you'll be happy. No, he didn't. He, <laughs> he didn't say, vote for me, I'll promise, make everything wonderful. No, he didn't. He presented that. I think, this I can trust. Somebody told us the truth. But then the, uh, the piece of it that is really quite difficult at first is this sense of the five kanda. Dukkha, which means or affected as affected by clinging. Yeah. So, what's that mean? It means basically that's what the person pack is. That sense of being a person is a, a stuck together um, membrane, you could say, <laughs> around feeling, perception, form, consciousness. 
and, and impressions, meanings, form, feeling, meanings or impressions, activities, mental impulses, and consciousness. Yeah, five aggregates. So this, that's me. It's me who feels. That feeling's happening to me. Yeah, that that sense of that sense of form that I look at, that's me. That sense of uh, memory and interpretation and my take on things, that's me. That actually is. That which I see in my impressions of things are actually true. That's me. And those impulses that arise in my mind, skillful, unskillful, disordered, confused, you know, whatever, that's me. And consciousness, that sense of being here, receiving material coming in, I am conscious. That's true. He said, this is dukkha. What's happening is the citta is painting itself into a corner whereby all these functions are defining a self. It's me in here. Feeling things. Me stuck in this body. Me on the receiving end of sense impact. It's me who's getting all these crazy ideas and moods and Great, great inspiring notions and uh, bursts of thought. That's me. I'm thinking. That's me, Sankara. It's my emotions. I'm unhappy. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm complaining. I'm wanting. I'm resisting. I'm figuring things out. That's me. <laughs> and we recognize all those activities. Uh, definitely are trying to make things go the way I'd like them to. Fix things, change things, make things this way, make things that way. That's me. So that I will be okay, comfortable. And that's the push, isn't it? And so, you know, we follow that. Maybe, I don't know. I had about 25 years of it before you're thinking, no, no, it's not working, is it? <laughs> 25 years of it, thinking, no, it's not working. So I don't know what's going wrong, but something's not working. You don't quite know what's not working, but this model is not working. So got to shift to something else. Don't quite know what it is. Try to get my head clear. If I get my mind clear and steady, I better see what the problem is and then do the thing, the good thing that I really want to do that will make me happy. Just need to get my head clear and then, right, so, okay, meditation, get my head clear. Maybe, yeah, probably a month or two. Head clear and then see what I want to do, okay. Well, maybe a little longer than two months, maybe three months, okay, or perhaps half a year. Well, okay, I'll do a year and then get it clear and then see uh, restless, bored, irritable, struggling, well, not getting clear. Well, what's getting clear, it's not just the head in here, there's also a, a confused, unfulfilled heart. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so you really you've got to kind of live with this creature, start to care for it, look after it, steady it. Come on, get through the day. Okay, just walking, breathing, eating, sleeping, resting. Just get through it. Get through it. Holding it, and all this tangle of you know pent up desires and irritations and sadness, grief, loneliness irritability, desperately trying to make something work, frustration, feeling angry with oneself, disappointed with oneself. You know, this is supposed to be meditation, supposed to make you... <laughs> I thought it was about lotus blossoms and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> But somehow, you know, something in you kind of, what is all that? Once you start to relate to the suffering, you know, this is the heart suffering. I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't make it go away. I keep, you know, trying to do that and calm it, but I can't. You just got to relate to it. And then you know, your relationship gets less and less one of trying to deny it or fix it or blame anybody or blame yourself. The relationship gets less and less like that, just calmer, more spacious, and all these kind of discordant moods and feelings come up. You just learn to be, okay, just give it some space, and standing, walking, breathing, chanting. And it doesn't seem so bad anymore. Oh, it's not me. It's that. It's that. And jitter sort of opens to something more compassionate, measured, equanimous, caring, steady around this tangle. And the amazing thing that we don't know, we don't notice, we don't necessarily remember, and it's difficult to really put it in words, is the chitta, heart, mind, awareness, kind of does its own thing in a way. It tends to, you know, if you have that sense of commitment, integrity, and just bearing with, it begins to kind of expand. Not because you want it to expand, it just does. In fact, wanting it to expand just doesn't do it because that's putting more craving, desire into it. You realize it's actually what you're doing is not adding more me and more craving to the mix. And this is where the space comes from. And maybe, because it's always a bit mysterious, something you begins to have faith in that ability to step back without 
denying, without masking it, without suppressing, without censoring it, just get bigger. And it will happen. Not, but it's not me getting bigger. You realize the chitta expands and begins to become more suffusive. With a certain strange gladness and relief in that opening uh, kind of strange happiness the happiness of release and it's rather like the suffering bit which at first seemed to be like you know really 80-90% of <laughs> what your jitter's about maybe less you know but certainly major highlight <laughs> technicolor thing becomes as colors drain, it becomes monochrome, less loud, just dull. Just that. Oh. Really, you know, and then, you know, moderating your path, which is something you can do, and you keep cultivating those path factors right speech, right action, right livelihood. Right mindfulness. You can you can do that. It's just down to okay, my livelihood in this particular scenario is okay, I rock up, you know. Call it a job, rock up, morning puja, that's my job. Do my bit, that's my livelihood. And it's putting it very crudely, and it's it's perhaps not quite the case, but that's kind of what we do. And then you just do your chanting, do your puja, meditation practice, as it were, and then do your chores, and okay, go for arms round, and obviously living according to the precepts, that's your your right livelihood, this situation. And just keep that going, and recognize that in that, you're definitely deactivating the sources of craving, sense, desire, willfulness, um, laziness, mm. indolence. You're activating qualities such as integrity, persistence, patience. Mm. And maybe your job isn't the perfect job, but it's okay. You know, like whose is? <laughs> you know? You just do your thing, and then really that's withdrawing energy from the me and the my want and when I like it and what I get out of it, and withdrawing it from that energy, withdrawing from those those roots. It's going to go somewhere. You can't cut it off. Where does it go? It goes back into the chitta. From activities, conditions, it returns. And you get a sense of stability, gravity, you know, getting through. You know. And all that keeps feeding chitta, the mind, heart, mind. Because you're aware of all of it. And you recognize every time you get those kind of unskillful impulses, you just withdraw okay 
what you know is unskillful. You know it's unskillful. Okay, why? Where's it going? What's it feel like? Intense, pushy, somewhat, you know, manipulative. Just, okay, we're drawing from that. And so you're returning energy from what you know is incorrect or unskillful, the wrong path, and you're letting it return back to the right path, middle path. Hmm. So, you know, and that's what over the long run just builds up the resource of detachment, that letting go muscle that gets stronger. Then we begin to recognize, you know, feeling doesn't have to be the dominant, decisive factor. <laughs> yeah. And that's a big transition. Pleasant feeling doesn't have to be a decisive factor. Unpleasant feeling doesn't have to be a decisive factor. What's important is path, integrity, respect, honesty, steadiness, mindfulness, that's path. Talking to some of the Thai elders, and um, you know, one who'd been in his monastery for over over thirty years, and he's saying he didn't like his monastery very much. <laughs> he didn't like it there, but it wasn't like complaining. Just no, it's unpleasant as far as I could see. When you go there, you think, yep, he's right. <laughs> it's crowded, noisy. Always people are coming, always people are always bringing in problems. Every day it's problems, all day long it's problems. Uh, meeting people, busyness, it's unpleasant. Yeah, it's unpleasant. And he said, yep, it's unpleasant. He said, no suffering here. <laughs> it's just busy, noisy, no suffering here. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is someone speaking a deep truth. Mm. Actually, his monastery had arisen because he'd um, he went on two dong, and he landed somewhere or the other in, in the village. His local village had said, "Oh, please, can you stay here for the rains?" And he said, "Oh, I have to ask Mpochar." Mpochar said, "Yeah, you stay there for the rains. Stay there." Okay, and he stayed there. After rain, so okay, I'll be on my way. The visit that AP would said, Oh no, could you please, you know, build another coot? He said, I have to ask Lopochar. Lopochar said, You stay there. Okay, stay there a year or two, build some more cooties, a few more monks come. And uh, he asked Lopochar, can, can I? He said, Somebody else. He said, Not yet, you stay there. 
35 years later, he's still waiting. <laughs> Actually, he's not waiting anymore. He's given up. Unfortunately, I was dead anyway. He says, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, resistance is gone. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. And I'm not saying anybody has to do this. I'm just presenting an interesting model, you know, of what can happen. He didn't seem to be unhappy. It's quite jo- jo- jovial. I thought it was quite funny. Because <laughs> everybody, you know, you make your own choices eventually. But just saying that's, a, that's an interesting example of somebody actually seeing the difference between that which doesn't feel very good, which doesn't even particularly follow your inclinations. And then, uh, you know, then, mm, you know, flexing that, that muscle and finding the space around it. And then that's, that's generally, that's the kind of, um, in spiritual life, that's Buddhist monastic life, that's something that's held up for each individual. You know, you make your own, just away with that. It's non-compulsive. Say, so you want to do this? Okay, do this for five years or three years or one year or ten years, whatever it is. Deep respect. You know, because you know you do anything like this for three years, five years, you're worthy of respect. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, you'll have met plenty of dukkha by then. <laughs> Just being in one place. And then, then eventually you make your choices, you know, what do you think you need, experiment, explore, fill up resources, you know, look another way, it's not like any situation is the one and only, on the condition level, you know, there are many different places, situations, even different, be a lay person, go to another monastery, all these are possible, and then you think, you know, just all possible. That's just moving around the chessboard. You like, but how to get off the chessboard? That's different. <laughs> Whether you're going to be a rook or a pawn or a queen, that's kind of up to you. But you can move it around the board. But how to get off the board? That's a deep question. That only you eventually can know and do. When conditions are ripe, as they're ripe. But it always amounts to something in you can expand around the unsatisfactory. Well, I don't know if it's always that way, but that's what the Four Noble Truths state in their own way. Feeling is feeling, interpretations, meanings, you know. Okay, this is some kind of crazy institutionalized concentration camp. We have to follow orders all the time. Mm hmm. Yep. Could be right. <laughs> or a kind of hippie commune with morals. Could be right. Or, or whatever, you know. That's an interpretation. That's sanya. Can you be with that? Can you expand around that? Or do you get embroiled in it? 
then can you, what brings you, realize, you know, you can fix things and change things, you shift around the board, what's going to get you off it? Certain point when your factors come together, there is faith, there's energy, there's mindfulness, there's concentration, there's discernment. Those are there, present. Then you've got the right choice. Whatever brings those into fruition is the right choice. Uh, certainly in my own practice, you know, I suppose many times that feeling of, I can't, I can't, gotta get out, I can't, I gotta get out, I gotta, gotta, gotta get out. That's not the way, <laughs> that's not the way. Hear that voice. Yeah, it's not the way. Wait, be patient. It's not ready. No, it's not the way. And I try to trust that. So in a way, you know, our practice comes down to always trying to build up those path factors, sustain those indriyas, the factors, the enlightenment factors, the path factors, the indriyas, so the chitta is properly encouraged, fed, you know, to meet. You know, where the sense of self, the identification experience comes to light, you know, and the recognition following this is not going to get you off the chessboard. It's going to move you around and maybe that's what you want to do. But there is this sliver of possibility of something which is really rightly called noble. <laughs> Aryan. It's a different thing. And for this, we hold our faith. There is a possibility. Others come this way. Others have come this way. Others will come this way. They'll come through meeting the dukkha in the right way. So this is you know, the unpleasant memories of the past, the past conditioning, the health conditions, the you know somatic configurations. You know, something that's desperately thinks, if only I didn't have this, I'd be okay. Other people don't have this, something wrong with me. I can't manage this because of that. Yeah, that's the sound. That's the sound. <laughs> what is it that hears that sound? What is it that hears that sound? Huh? That's your awakening moment. So let's uh, continue our process practice and make every opportunity to realize liberation in a very focused and full-on way. <laughs>